Hey everybody, welcome to episode 140 of the Metal Detecting Show podcast. My name is Kieran, and I have been metal detecting for the last 30 years. This week, we talk about coils. So, let's get on with the show. Hey everybody, thanks for listening this week. Yeah, so like I said, this week we're going to talk about coils. But something I just realized when I was creating my folders and doing my whatnots before I started recording, it's actually our third year anniversary today. Well, this episode's will be the third year anniversary. We did do four episodes before this, which we started back in mid-March. However, I've actually taken those down because the audio quality was terrible on them. So uh, so officially, this is our third year anniversary. Can you believe it? We're doing it for three years. Episode 140. And as you can see, I'm back from my holidays. Yeah, I took a nice two weeks driving around the north coast of Scotland there with my family in our camper van. So we had a great time. Lovely part of the world. And if you ever have an opportunity to check it out, make sure you do. And if you're looking for any recommendations, hit me up. I can let you know where to go and where not to go. <laughs> but yeah, had a great time. And I'm glad to be back at the wheel here for the Metal Detecting Show podcast. Just on breaks, my next break will be in August for summer holidays. So I'm giving you plenty of notice well in advance that I'll be taking a couple of weeks off in August as well. But between now and then, we have loads of topics that I want to cover. So Let's get down to it. So this week, we're going to talk about coils. And why am I addressing coils? Well, I've been sort of tagged in a few posts on Facebook, etc., which is great. I love that. And all over the forums, you see questions like, should I buy a six inch coil? Should I buy a 17 or a 15 inch coil? What's the difference? You need to buy a specific coil for specific soils. I've heard that one, too. So I thought I would address a few rumors and give a few opinions on my personal tastes when it comes to coils. Well, I suppose the first question to ask is, how do coils work? Well, if you've listened to my previous episode on how the Manticore can generate 50% more power, I do talk extensively about how a metal detector works on that episode. So check that out. But to paraphrase from that episode, a metal detector works by standing up a balanced induced electromagnetic field between the two coils. So each coil has a, an electromagnetic field almost hanging down from it. It also affects above it as well, just so you know. But for our purposes, it hangs down below the coil. And when you happen to sweep your coil over a target and that target interacts with that induced electromagnetic field, it tips the balance between those two induced magnetic fields, which are tuned together to be in balance. And that is what your detector picks up and translates into some usable information for you to use either through the VDI or through audible signaling. So the first myth, I suppose, to bust is that your coil, if it has two coils, because there is mono coils, and we could talk about that in a second. But if your coil is a traditional type of coil, either a concentric or a double D coil, that it has two coils, one a transmit coil and one a receive coil. Now, this is something I actually have said in the past in episode, I think it's 47, where I talk again about coils. But I've learned since then that the coils actually don't transmit or receive really. 
what they're doing is this balancing act between them. For a transmitter to work, it has to stand up that induced electromagnetic field, but it also has to have an aerial that allows that induced electromagnetic field to propagate away from that aerial. And what's happening in a metal detector is you don't have that antenna or aerial. You've got a big coil. Now, you, you can technically have coil antennas, but when you're talking about coil antennas and you're looking at, say, a small coil antenna, that's something that could be 75 feet wide. Right. So we're not talking about coil antennas here. Right. We're clearly looking at an electromagnetic induced field stood under your coil, but it doesn't transmit because it never propagates away from the coil. So the first myth to bust is that your coil is actually transmitting like a radio. It isn't. It's similar and it looks like the first stage of a transmitter, but it's not actually transmitting anything at all. Now, I know if you look at mine labs literature, and mine lab are very good at putting up all the terminology and how a metal detector works online. But if you look at their verbiage, they actually use transmit and receive. And I don't know why they use that. And maybe I'm totally wrong, but my understanding of it, looking looking at it from a physics and electronics point of view, it is an induced electromagnetic field that stood up that doesn't propagate away from any antenna. So it's not transmitting or receiving. It may be a simple situation that they're using that verbiage because that's what has been understood for years and what's being used in industry just to simplify the process and allow us dum-dums to understand it a bit better. Maybe if I ever get a chance to talk to MindLab Engineering, I'll, I'll ask them that question and get proper clarity on it. Um, but yeah, so take what I say again with a pinch of salt. It's my opinion and it's, it's based on what I've learned over the years. So it is what it is. So normally you have two types of coil. You have your double D coil, which is essentially two coils that overlap in a sort of a subset sort of fashion. Et voila, if you're looking at the podcast on YouTube, I'm holding up a double D coil. But yeah, you can see it's a double D coil. And these coils overlap, making it look like it's a double D. The next type of coil you could see out in the wild is a concentric coil. And I'm holding one up here. Again, if you look at the podcast on YouTube, you'll see I'm holding up a concentric coil. And as you can see, it's one coil wrapped around another coil, in interior coil. So you have a larger outer coil and a smaller interior coil. This is this coil, by the way, is off my very first metal detector, the quick draw too. I, I happened to take it out of storage during the week just so I could flash it up on screen there and talk about it on the podcast uh, for two seconds. But yeah. So I thought it was a good demonstration. So yeah, this is a this is a concentric coil. You see a lot more these days of the double D type coil. Mine Lab used them, Quest used them, Nocta used them, XP used them, Garrett even used them, on and on. And it has become the coil of choice really within the industry. Now, like I said earlier, you do have monotype coils, and that is literally just one coil. And that may contradict what I've said previously, having the two coils in balance, but it doesn't really. But what it does, a monocoil does, is it operates on a pulse system. So it pulses and then it checks the difference between the previous pulse and the current pulse to see if there is any difference in that magnetic field balance that has been induced in it. So it is the same, but it's just implemented slightly differently. Anyways, back to the most common coil used these days, and that's the double D coil. It's super common 
And because of that, it's super important for you to know how to use a double D coil properly. So the first myth, I suppose, to bust with a double D coil is that a lot of people will say to you that the detection field underneath that coil is in the shape of a blade underneath where the two coils overlap. Hopefully I can do a quick demonstration here to show how that's not true. So I have the Knock the Legend here. Let's see if I can get it on camera. It's booting up as we speak. There you go. Any Legend users will be familiar with that sound. Okay, I'm gonna. It's gonna interfere big time with my with all my detection with all my um podcast gear. Right, so it's. Oh geez, this is gonna be useless. Right, hang on. <laughs> Put it over here. Right, I've no real um uh, electronics over this side. Uh, so I can't really show. Can I? Can I? Here we go. Right, so based on the myth out there, your detection field is essentially just underneath the blade here in between the two this is a disaster just underneath the blade here beneath the two coils however when you hold up now i have my wedding ring on my hand here when you hold up any of this side when you hold up anything i'm not underneath the blade there you can see that and for the podcast listeners i am just waving my wedding finger underneath the very outer edge of the coil and you can see i'm getting a very clear signal and a very confident signal for me to dig on that let's turn this bad boy off the first point of note is that the detection field underneath a double d coil does not exist solely underneath where the two coils overlap what actually happens is you have a magnetic field stood up underneath one coil you have a magnetic field stood up under another coil and if those coils didn't interact with each other or didn't imbalance, you would have a situation where you've just got what looks like an inverted M or a W, I suppose, underneath those two coils. However, what happens where you have those two coils overlapping is you have positive interference. And what that causes is those two induced magnetic fields to interact with each other and to become greater than the sum of the parts. So to add together, essentially, and what that produces is a symbol almost like a curly bracket. Now, don't make me say it, but what it does look like is imagine a big bag of water hanging below your metal detector with a big cigar thing pointing at the bottom of it, right? So I'm not going to say it, but that's what it looks like, right? Now, it's more of a cigar-type ridge, so it's not in the shape of a, a W anymore. It's more in the shape of a curly bracket. So what people are trying to say to you when they say it's in a blade type situation or in a blade shaped field underneath the metal detector's coil is that it's actually still in almost like a U shape across the whole coil. However, there is a ridge in the middle where both coils overlap and this ridge is almost like a sweet spot. Just because it sticks out a little bit more than the rest of the field around it due to that positive interference. So that's another myth busted. Your double D's induced field coil is not in the shape of a blade, but more in the shape of a curly bracket that's hanging down off your coil. 
So what's the difference between a concentric coil and a double D coil? Well, you know, you can see a concentric coil, one coil is inside another and the double D coil, one coil overlaps with the other coil. With a concentric coil, the induced magnetic field hangs below it almost like a cone. But why are most manufacturers and users, I suppose, switching to double D coils? Well, with double D coils, you get better separation, you get better ground balance, and they operate much better in mineralized soil. A concentric coil may give you more depth. However, it will struggle in mineralized soil and it's very difficult to ground balance and is not great on separation. So the manufacturer is sacrificing some level of depth with a concentric coil to give you a more stable, a more user-friendly machine. And because of these positive characteristics of the double D coil, this makes it an excellent coil for use when gold prospecting or even hunting in trashy areas, which if you look at the hobby side of the metal detecting industry is all we want to do. But Kieran, a concentric coil can go deeper. Yes, it can go deeper. However, a concentric coil, when it goes deeper, it does go deeper. However, it produces a lot more noise in going deep. So that becomes a problem for the manufacturers to process out within the processing of the metal detector. Another characteristic of coils, which often comes up for contention or is very contentious online, at least, is the size of the coil. Size matters. And does size matter? Well, there are some factors you need to consider with size. So naturally, you get your detector. It comes with an 11 inch coil or a 10 inch coil, depending on the brand. And that coil is set up to be the best of all worlds by the manufacturer. However, you may get to a situation where you want to buy a second coil. And the question is, do you go big or do you go small? But let's look at big first. If you go bigger, particularly with a double D coil, you'll find that although you're covering more ground with a, a bigger coil, you've also lost some level of sensitivity. So the bigger the coil, the less sensitivity you have with that coil. You're covering more ground. However, it is a heavier coil. So unless you're a young, nubile, fit boy or girl, your ability to sling that huge double D coil, I've seen some behemoths out there, but even a 17-inch coil, to, to wave that 17-inch coil all day is something that you need to consider. Are you getting on in years? Will you need a harness? to be able to swing that coil all day. So you may cover more ground with each swing, but it's highly likely that you're going to not swing for as long in the day because of the extra weight in that coil. So it's kind of like robbing Peter to pay Paul with a larger coil. Plus, you also have the added disadvantage of less sensitivity. Bigger coil, you obviously, again, cover more area. But if you have a bigger coil on a trashy area, you are going to have two or three targets underneath your coil at any one time. And that will be a nightmare for you to deal with. I've, I've often seen people, they're talking online about their go-to beach setup. And I'm a beach detectorist, and um, a lot of them are using 15-plus-inch coils on the beach. Now, in my experience, for me to even consider using a 15 plus inch size coil on a beach, that beach will have to be super clean with no trash on it. 
And if you've done enough beaches, you will know that beaches are not like that. Beaches are generally quite dirty with lots of little bits of trash. So for me, swinging a 15 plus inch coil on the beach is a recipe for disaster. Anyways, we'll get on to my personal preferences later on. So the bigger the coil is not necessarily better. But then let's look at a six inch coil, for example, or a smaller coil. A smaller DD coil has more sensitivity. So it is more sensitive to smaller targets at depth. That's what that means. It is lighter, so you can swing it all day. And it is small enough that it allow you to weave within the trash or at least only have one or two targets underneath the coil at any one time in a trashy area. They're also a lot cheaper than a large double D coil. So I think my answer to the question, which coil would I recommend somebody buy next? I think it's pretty clear from what I've said previously. I would never recommend someone's second coil to be the larger type coil. I would always recommend somebody to go smaller. In fact, my CTX right now, I have only ever used it for the last, I say, eight, ten years with a six inch coil on it. And it's been a beast of machine. I love using it. Six inch coil is so maneuverable. A six inch coil is so discerning when it comes to ID. It's the full package for a six inch coil. However, you don't cover as much ground. The only time I would advise somebody to buy a larger coil is if they are field hunting and they're very confident that that field is not trashed out. If your type of hunting is hunting fields in the countryside of particularly clean fields, absolutely go for the 17 inch, 20 inch coil. However, don't expect that you're going to last all day waving those coils around. And also another myth with the larger coil is that you don't actually get any more depth. Because if you think about it, your detector can only provide so much power. That power is spread over a bigger coil. It's not going to go any deeper. That's why you lose sensitivity in a larger coil. The same thing goes vice versa with a smaller coil. You have the same amount of power going into a smaller coil, which gives you more sensitivity. It doesn't give you any more depth. It just gives you more sensitivity. So I'll wrap up with how to use a double D coil because there is an actual method that Des Dunn from my lab told me years and years ago, God rest his soul, um, when I went to buy a detector direct from my lab here in Cork, and Des set me down and he showed me how to do the wiggle method with a double D coil, and I've been using it ever since. So hopefully I can pass that information onto the listeners and, you know, and hopefully it'll, it'll uh, help you some way. So to do the wiggle method, you... Sweeping your detector as normal, you come across a target. You rapidly wiggle your coil above the target. And as you're doing so, you slowly step back. And once that target disappears off your coil, you know that that target is right in front of your coil. Right, right in the tip. So you make it like normal. You make a mental note of where that is. You rotate around 90 degrees and you do the same thing again. You wiggle the coil over the target and you slowly pull back till you have that target and then you're actively able to pinpoint that target using the wiggle method with a double D coil. And that's the method I always use. You see a lot of people switch into pinpoint mode with the double D coil because at times it can be hard to pinpoint with the double D coil. 
this is the way you do it. You use the wiggle method, or so I'm told by Des Dunn from MindLab. R.I.P. I'm sure he's looking down at me right now going, you got that totally wrong here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Once you've mastered the wiggle method, that'll speed up your hunting to no end, and you'll be able to rattle through and pick up those good finds as you go along without the need to pinpoint. So ultimately, when I'm asked the question, is there any coil that is better than any other coil? Well, for me, double D is the way to go. And for me, the stock coil that comes on most detectors is good enough for 90% of the type of hunting you're going to do. But if you were in the market for a second coil, I would go for the six inch coil or the smaller coil. However, if my type of detecting was only fields, and clean fields at that, I may venture into the 17-inch coil or the larger coil if that was my type of detecting. But my advice is double D over concentric, stock over larger coil, and if I was going to buy a second coil, it would be a 6-inch coil. And that's it for this week, guys. I hope you like this episode of the Metal Detecting Show podcast. I am just about to run out the door to go detecting on a popular beach here in Cork. So anyways, guys, good luck and happy hunting, and we'll talk to you all again next week.